Hello everybody and welcome to The Brink 2017. Happy New Year to all our Brinkalicious listeners as we come to you for our first episode in quite a few months now actually, two to be precise, back in the land of Oz after venturing around the world and uh, we have a bit to catch up on. A lot has happened since we last spoke to you in November. We're going to be bringing you more highlights from several people that I hung out with during my time in the States, as well as bringing you some classic clips, of course, from the history of this show. And uh, it's hard to believe, actually, now, given that it's 2017 January, to be precise, that we have been off the airwaves for two years. How quickly time flies when you're supposedly having fun, but in the case of this, you're not having fun because you miss us quite a lot. And we miss you, the listeners. Can I just point that out? And I just want to take this opportunity to thank everybody for their support and their listenership throughout uh, this podcast already. We've only been back for a few months and already had great feedback, great uh, listenership rates and uh, really enjoying our time being back here on the airways for you. Plenty of things happening um, in my life and in the Brink world and uh, lots of things exciting uh, hopefully coming up very, very soon. So uh, if you're a fan of my voice and you're a fan of the products we put out, then you're definitely going to be quite excited. In this episode, uh, as I said, we're going to be bringing you some more highlights from the tail end of my trip. We're going to be hearing from a couple of the people that I stayed with Survivor guests along the way, so I look forward to bringing you those. Uh, we sort of teasing a little bit about our film that we're putting out in regards to, of course, the trip that we had, as well as, uh, again, bringing you back some highlights from the history of this program that you do know and love. Towards the end of the trip, uh, I spent time in several cities and one of the things that I got to experience was Thanksgiving in the US. I was in the great state of Nebraska, about an hour south of Omaha and uh, staying with Survivor contestant from the fourth season of Survivor, John Carroll and his partner Chad. Had a great time on Thanksgiving. Had been in the States previously for Thanksgiving back in 2010 but during that trip it was a case of four Australians in an apartment in New York City managing to scrounge together whatever they could find for a quote Thanksgiving dinner. This time it was a whole kit caboodle. It was the proper Thanksgiving feast. There was turkey. There was sweet potato with marshmallow on top, may I just point out, and everything else in between. And I want to play a clip for you right now from that trip. Now, please be aware that this was a filmed uh, clip. So if you are hearing references in this at all to looking at certain things, please be aware this is audio extracted from a video that was filmed towards the movie that, of course, you will hear a little bit more about throughout this episode. But this is myself with John Carroll from Survivor Marquesas, as well as his partner, Chad, does contain some themes that may offend slightly. So if uh, you do wish to avoid that, skip ahead a few minutes. And if you're more intrigued about what the hell they're going to be talking about that may offend, then you're just going to enjoy this clip even more. Good evening. Oh, wait, you see the Carlton's? Look, at he's still wearing it. I've got the Carlton's he, on. He can't take it off because he's just so converted. I've a been huge, showing them... I'm a huge Carlton fan. And I've got my NXS hair going too. I don't know if you saw that. Michael Hutchins. I did, you know. totally. Except without the drug problem. Yeah, and uh, what is the auto-asphyxiation? Isn't that rumoredly? Mm-hmm. Did you see that? Have you ever seen they did a mini series on that in Australia about auto asphyxiation? <laughs> about my in excess, Michael Hutchins. Oh, did, did they you? end it with him trying to choke himself and Jack? Would they never. You can say Jack off. It's all right. Oh, okay. Um, it's yeah, that's how he died, Chad. They didn't Ooh, sort of allude happened? to it. Yeah, the so. guy from uh, NXS, Onoxis. He like was rubbing one out, but then he was choking himself. So 
he would be on the verge of passing out when he ejaculated, and it's supposed to like... That's, a, that's like multitasking. That'd be hard yeah. to concentrate on jacking off and choking yourself. So you never thought you were going to watch this video and talk about jacking off <laughs> and dying exactly. and, uh, and... Usually it's just hard enough to wash my hair. <laughs> so we know that these two aren't into auto-asphyxiation, but uh, we had a good Thanksgiving. We did, we did <laughs> yeah. very much. We did. Yes. Thank you. We'd like to go ahead and end it with a tragedy of Michael tragedy. Hutchins. Rest in peace, Michael right, Hutchins. It's, it's, um, Mother Teresa Janine Garofalo. <laughs> yes. But uh, we've, we've had another snack this evening. We had a sandwich. We've had many snacks today. Many snacks. We're going to have some pie in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been showing them videos on... AFL, rugby, Survivor Oz, I've been watching goat videos, not the type you're thinking of, um, as in New Zealanders wouldn't enjoy them. But uh, we're, we're going to watch... New Zealanders. Honey. But the Carlton, Carlsbad's win. <laughs> Carlsbad's blues, John. The blues. 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 The blues. blues. I like the blues. The blues. He it's does. And you said so you, you go for the Carlton blues, don't you? No, go chat? blues. Go blues. Uh, go Carlton Caverns. What, what are we going to watch? Do we, do we know what we're going to watch? Or? I don't know. We'll, we'll find something. Maybe Sausage Party? Muriel's I'm, Wedding. Muriel, I've, you know, oh I, my God, I love Muriel's Wedding. As an Australian, wedding. I've never seen Muriel's Wedding, and I've never what? seen Sausage Party. What? what? You're terrible. Stop that video. Ready? Oh, Chad, Chad, ready? Stop that ready? video. One, two, three. You're, You're terrible, Muriel. Yeah, I'm really un-Australian. I'll cover that up so we don't mm-hmm. see I mean, ABBA and <laughs> Australia and Tony Collette mm-hmm. and if, Rachel Griffiths. Mm-hmm. Do you have driver's Griffiths? license in Australia? Because I feel like Griffiths. I need you to prove to me that you're Australian. I don't, I don't. So do I ask for your driver's license? What do you do in Australia? This message prove is to brought me. to you by Tim Tams. <laughs> Sorry, to Nalea, Australia. Where's Nalea? Move. Hold on. <laughs> blocker, blocker. Prove to me I'm Australian. I've got my kangaroo in my suitcase. Do you want to see oh, it? Yes. Or? Yeah. That's what, you that's, know why? That's, that's, that's what John I used to I tell met. all the boys. That's what I, that's, I've got a kangaroo in that's my why suitcase. I don't, that's why I don't get dates Would you like Tinder. to be my Joey? That's that's my Tinder pickup line. Would you like to see my kangaroo? Do you want to take a ride in my pouch? We can go jumping and you can check out my pouch. <laughs> you just stole my joke. Um, damn you, Chad. Go away. Um, it's just us. It's just us. It's, it's, always, it's always been us, man. You're not, you're not here us. for me. Are you a Star Wars fan? Excuse me. I, I, these are not just, the, it's us. These are not it's the just about us. I found you first. Yes, it's all about John. I'm ready for my close-up. <laughs> Mr. DeMille. I think I might. I think I need to leave the camera alone to John. He, he's <laughs> I'd just be him the whole time. Oh, no, I'm being kicked out of the car? I mean, okay. <laughs> Uh, so tomorrow, uh, I sadly have to leave these two, but you'll see them again tomorrow because we're going to watch football tomorrow, aren't we? At some part, and a chili cook-off. A chili cook-off. Mm, now, yes. now explain to us uneducated Australians um, what a chili so cook-off is. So people make their best chili recipes, mm-hmm. and then you go and you taste, and then you vote. You vote. Right. And then whoever loses gets shot. Oh, right. Cool. So I hope to yes. lose yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. It's something we do in the backwoods. There's just no like law enforcement or anything involved. But, you know, we've all been in the same houses in the same neighborhood for 10 years, and we're like starting to get less and less people. Okay. And we're going to go for the Huskers? Yes. Go Big Red. Ready, Chad? Go Big Red. Go Big Red. Okay, cool. Like the Carlsbad Caverns. <laughs> 
losing the team. If Tanya and Todd are watching this, I think I've been taken from the Tennessee Vols to the Nebraska Huskers all of a sudden. So. The Tennessee involves. The, <laughs> the Evolvers. Yeah. Rocky Go top. Rocky Road. Rocky Roads. Uh, do we have an annoying song that we sing for the Huskers like they have with Rocky Top at all? Or? I don't know no, that we, one. we don't have annoying songs. Okay, well, they're, they're intelligent in Nebraska. That's right. They're very smart. Anyway, uh, let's watch a movie. Let's see tomorrow. And thank you for watching Thanksgiving Day here in America. Yes. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. It's one of these things that, again, we miss out on in Australia. I uh, talked about that previously in another episode about Halloween, how we miss out on that in Australia. And uh, Thanksgiving, lots of food, lots of fun, and basically no pressure in regards to things like presents. So it's kind of like Christmas without the presents, which I guess kind of sounds crap, but when you're just eating food and having a good time, you don't really give two shits about the presents or not. So uh, there you go. You can see a bit of uh, John and Chad in the upcoming movie. Again, we'll talk about that soon. One of the other places that I did venture to after Omaha was uh, Salt Lake City in Utah. I had a fantastic time. Beautiful place, beautiful city, amazing people. There's a lot more to it than just the Mormons. Hello, Josh, if you are listening. And uh, got another chance to stay with another Survivor contestant, John Carroll's uh, cast member, actually, from his season, Nalia Nilsson, formerly Nalia Dennis. She, of course, was a runner-up on that season, lost by only one vote to Vesepia. One vote away from being a millionaire, and that actually was John's vote. So uh, they're friends now. That's the main thing. But uh, during my stay there, I actually got a bit of a surprise by Nalia. So on the Sunday morning, I was awoken by Nalia. She told me simply like, Ben, look, hi, get up. You know, time to get up, have a shower, got a surprise for you. Okay. Cool, that sounds good. Get up, have a shower, go out to breakfast, and waiting in the kitchen for me is another Survivor contestant, Sierra Dawn Thomas, who competed on the 30th season of Survivor Worlds Apart. Didn't really have the best edit, didn't really get to see a whole lot of her. She finished uh, towards the end of the season, but she's about to come back to play a second time in the upcoming season of Survivor Game Changers, which premieres in March of 2017. So it was a complete, utter surprise. Had no idea that it was happening. Got to have breakfast and a conversation with her. It was fantastic. Here is the audio from that video exchange, which, again, you will be able to see in the upcoming film, The Brink Unleashed 6. I swear this episode is more than an ad for that movie. Trust me. Uh, Let's hear how that interaction went. I just want to say, I woke up this morning, literally, to somebody tapping me on the shoulder. (laughs) Like, we're going What, what, what? And there's the lady. She's like, oh, are you awake? And... Thought I was running late. So come on, get up. I've got a surprise for you. So got up, had a shower, come into the kitchen, and then we have the wonderful Sierra Dawn Thomas. Survivor Worlds Apart, and spoiler alert, soon to be on Survivor Second Chances. It's fun to meet you, Sierra. This is good. It's so nice to meet you. It is. This Welcome is Welcome to Utah. Yeah, well, thank you. You're, you've been telling us, you know, well, not everything. Don't worry, see you. Yeah, been spoiling it. But just the experiences and that. But, you, I mean, you're looking forward to next season just to watch it. You, you don't want to watch this season at the moment. I know. I'm excited for next season. I think it's going to be fun to watch and, ooh, a lot of nerves. Yeah, it's, it's exciting. Did you ever think you were going to play again? Um... No, yes and no. Mm-hmm. I wanted to, mm-hmm. um, but I didn't know if I would be worthy to get the call again. Right. So. right. <laughs> and then you're out there. Wow, this is crazy. And we've enjoyed breakfast when Nalia has cooked us a fantastic place. So and you, as I sort of mentioned, so you two had kind of met when you were on the show. Did, when, did, who looked up who? Did you look up Nalia? Did you look up... I think you looked up Nalia for... Was it, it wasn't my season, was it? No, it was the... No, it was my season, and we did the viewing with the... Was it your season, though? It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't your season. Oh, it wasn't? It was the next season. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we don't even know. They know okay, each other so well. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're best friends. They're this close. Yeah, we've got 
like some TV stuff together, like with the yeah. dads and stuff, and then and just like, yeah, just like at events and things. The area loves the Utah all the Utah person. people like stick together. Cool. But is we got like, each other's backs. Is this like the coolest too, though? Like this is yes. I know, right? No? Yes. <laughs> so, so, are you the first returning player from Utah? Or am I am I missing someone? Oh, Tyson. Yeah, I guess. Tyson, Tyson and Dawn. Oh, Dawn, of course. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and unfortunately, not only yet. 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 We'll see. Yes. All right. Well, this has been fun. Sarah's going to get in the road. You're going. You're going to see Joe. You're going. You're going. To I'm going this. to the Englands. Yeah. yeah. What did you say? Drive. A twelve-hour drive? Just a lazy twelve-hour drive. <laughs> Do a 12 hour drive by myself. It's like, it's like three laps of Tasmania. And then basically. drive back to Vegas. <laughs> and then drive to Vegas. <laughs> and then drive home. It's a busy life as a two time survivor player. <laughs> but thank you for joining us. Pleasure yeah, to meet you. So and nice uh, this has you. been fun. Definitely was a lot of fun. As, as again, Salt Lake City was an amazing place. Definitely recommend it if you're heading to the States. Spent time in Denver and Colorado. Uh, from that point on, then flew through to San Diego where I ended my trip, albeit abruptly due to uh, personal circumstances back home. But uh, towards the end, got to spend a bit of time with the person we call the mother of Survivor Oz, Gillian Larson. Now, Gillian competed on the 17th season of Survivor Gabon, was a second boot, didn't really make a huge impact on the game, but since her time on the show, has gone on to create the Reality Rally event, which is held every April in Temecula in California. Uh, Huge event, a lot of reality stars from Survivor, a bunch of other reality TV shows from America and around the world. Uh, They all congregate for a couple of days. They play games, meet the fans, hang out. It's a great time. I as uh, had the luck of going there in April last year. It was an amazing time. And kind of Gillian was, I guess, the person who really helped start Survivor Oz. So anybody who's tuned into the brink from Survivor Oz, you would know the backstory of how she helped out. She offered her services for an interview and it kind of snowballed from there. Uh, got a chance to hang out with her. I obviously hung out with her a bit previously in April. Wasn't meant to stay with her for a couple of days, but again, circumstances, had to go home early. Got at least the chance to chill with her for a morning, have some breakfast, and just check out a few minor sites of San Diego. And, well, we also got to do a video. And I can tell you with all certainty that this video did not make, sadly, the final cut of the Brink Only 6. So you will get to hear this clip exclusively here on this episode of the podcast to hear that conversation with Gillian and myself. Uh, This is uh, my brief chat with Gillian Larson. Hola again, still here in San Diego. You can see Gillian a little bit better now. Hi everyone, now I'm not driving, I can say hi to you, (laughs) everybody who is watching. Now where are we? Tell us where, tell people where we are right now. So right now we are in San Diego, we're Mm -hmm. at Seaport Village, uh, which is a big complex of all kinds of fun shops and of course it's right on the water which you can see in the background. Coronado Island is behind us. And it's just an awesome town. So we're browsing. We just had a lovely breakfast, and I thought that Ben needed to have a good one for the day. (laughs) Uh, So he would have a good day. Um, And that's where we are, San Diego. That bridge there, I just keep pointing out, looks so much like the Tasman Bridge back home. Um, So people in Hobart watching this, that's kind of what it looks like. But I really did enjoy the breakfast. Uh, It was very nice. I'm very full. You had, what was it, a Mexican uh, latte? What was no, it? I had a Mexican hot chocolate Mexican and burned chocolate. your mouth. <laughs> you did, you're like, Sorry. try this, Ben. <laughs> oops, you oops, know, oops. Yeah, but it was, it was quite nice. Um, didn't steal my wallet with it, so that was kind of a good thing. A wallet phone. That was a joke. He's, that was I a said, joke. I'm going to have a Mexican hot chocolate. He says, what does that go with your phone being yeah, stolen? Yeah, steal your phone <laughs> with it at the same time. But, um, I mean, this is kind of 
you know, I mean, obviously we were meant to be spending a couple of days with each other, but sadly it's it's coming to an end a lot sooner because I'll be on a bus in about an hour and a half up to LA. But uh, I'm still enjoying this. I mean, it's it's a nice way to spend a California Monday morning. Absolutely. It, the weather is gorgeous. For me, it's sort of cold. I've got a sweatshirt on. <laughs> of course, I wear my Reality Rally sweatshirt everywhere anyway because it promotes people want to know what it is. Um, and secondly, Ben's sitting in T-shirt and shorts, so it's obviously warm for him, but uh, cool for me. It's, I mean, again, I've been, the last two and a half weeks I've been surrounded by snow, um, but it's, I mean, this is, this is just, I guess, a nice normal day in Hobart right now to me, so I'm just not cold, I'm not hot, I'm just normal, if that go. makes sense, if there's such thing as normal. How's, um, how is Reality oh, Rally going for next year? Oh, I looked at who's gosh, going, yes, you've got a few you. people already. Yes, we've got about 100 stars that have signed up already. We have about 96 on the website because we actually have a process when they sign up to come. Um, and as you know, there are two things. One is that I actually review the show if I don't know it. I review the star if I don't know them. Because we really very, and I know this sounds like I'm a moral police, but we're very, very careful about our image and our everything else that goes with that. And I know that the stars who come don't want to have trouble while they're there either. Um, so th- then they sign up and we send them information. And then they send that back and then they get on the website. But they also have to raise $500 to be here. This is a charity event. It isn't just a really fun awesome amazing fun weekend which it is but it's a fundraiser and there's no way I can cover costs for people just to come and have a a fun party that's not what it's about Mm -hmm. so yeah it's going great Um, the lip sync battle is going to be amazing again Um, it's at Palomesa Resort it's going to be really really awesome we will again have 14 groups uh, competing uh, public versus uh, reality stars then the reception at Wilson Creek is falling into place oh, beautifully again. Casino fundraiser, about 14 restaurants providing food, Wilson Creek wine. It's going to be just to- red carpet. It's going to be amazing again. And then, of course, Saturday, the amazing Grace. race kind of game. Yes, so much fun. So this year we've uh, introduced a few other little tweaks, which I'm not going to talk about because oh, otherwise it's not a, a, a surprise. fun surprise. It's just like all these shows. Survivor always has a sudden change. Mm-hmm. So we have a few tweaks ready to go. And it's going to be through 12 challenge checkpoints this year. And actually the teams can actually earn um, a, a skip it from a different ch- getting out of a challenge if they want to hurry up um, by raising um, $1,300 right. for their team. Now that's three people raising 1300 between them. It's not much. And that means that they'll have a game advantage. So that's cool. So if you were, if you if you raise like $3,900, you would get three skippers. Well, if you raise 4000 you get a U-turn. Oh, and if okay. you, there's only one skippet. Right, so okay. otherwise somebody might not play the game at all. Yeah, I was going to say, you could raise like $20,000 right. and then basically, oh, I'll I win. Game. Right. So, and the three amigos are a good example of that. Mm-hmm. They always raise at least eleven, twelve thousand, mm-hmm. um, and I want them to have fun playing the game. Sure. And of course, they could say, "Well, they won't use a skip it," but still, uh, that's the reason we do that. Um, and then Saturday is the festival. We're going to have autograph signing, 100, over a hundred reality stars signing autographs, performance groups on the steps of City Hall, children's games, and just fun, fun, fun for the afternoon. And Busy. then the Celebrity Chef Showcase <laughs> is going to be awesome this year. Sadly, the weather altered things this past April, and we had to move the Chef Showcase indoors in a huge hurry. Mm-hmm. And it was too small. It was a bit of an issue, but the Chef Showcase itself was great. Mm-hmm. And by the way, anybody listening or watching, um, you can see all these videos from this past uh, April on online on our website, realityrally.com, so you can see what fun I'm talking about. 
because uh, I know you can't read my head yet. There's no, there's no mind reading course that's been passed yet. Um, really? There isn't? Oh, okay. It will be the next thing, though. Okay. Texts are already getting boring, so people are going to do mind reading <laughs> yes. next. Um, the virtual reality bit's really just going to, you know, connect into people's heads. That's and all you stuff have to like do that. is yeah. think, and then you send. I'm sending Ben a message, and Ben will pick up that message eventually. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be the next Hello. step in communications. Yeah. So the chef showcase again will be about 15 chefs, but we're going to do it at an amazing facility. It's Fazelli Cellars Winery, mm-hmm. and that is just a beautiful, beautiful winery. So that's going to be totally amazing. And then, of course, everybody goes home. But then there's also after parties oh, on Friday, are on there after Thursday parties? night, a Friday Whew. night, Saturday night. When we return from our events, the hotel has a big after party. And so. take it, take it from experience. They are after parties, and then they're after after parties, and then you end up with like two hours sleep before you do the race, and you're not even hungover. You're still drunk. So yep, there not you that go. that's what it's about. It's not no, about that. Go. It's uh, raising funds, of course, for Michelle's. Place. Yes, and if people want to have a really good time and get hammered, hey, that's great. Two mm. things. One is they've raised the money to be there, so they've earned that privilege, I guess, yep. of getting hammered if they want to. Yep. But secondly, we provide transport the whole weekend, mm-hmm. so nobody is driving. No and that's driving. so important to us. We have the bus drivers are our DD, <laughs> and uh, you don't have to worry about that. And if that. you see them at the after parties, then you're in a bit of trouble. Yeah, then you know you're in trouble. <laughs> um, but yeah, so people from out of town, check out the VIP experience. It's tr- It's actually a $2,200 value or $2,400 value mm-hmm. that we actually sell for only 1000 So you're getting $2,400 value for a thousand dollars and you are treated like a star it is it is definitely great value So yeah thanks for asking and there i went off about the whole thing again and the biggest <laughs> part for me for the weekend is the visit to michelle's place exactly and they meet the watson family uh the vips and the stars and the stars guests because if stars raise over a thousand they can bring a guest to share their room otherwise they share a room with another star mm-hmm. um and they meet the watson family they meet kim good now the director they see the facility they hear the services they see a video and they cry 80% of everybody cries when they're there, and they should, because, you know, this is why we would do what we do. I have a production team of over 80 people, um, and I lead it. I'm like the conductor, and I work on this all year, and many of them work on it much of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do it because, yes, it's hard work, but it's not as hard as facing chemo and a devastating diagnosis. So we keep doing it, and we will. RealityRally.com. Next date's April 6th, 7th, and 8th. Be there. See ya. She's she's worked she's worked on that a lot, hasn't she? She knows how to advertise it. Um, yeah, do it. I obviously went there this year and it was worth it. And um, I'll be back. Uh, might not be next year, but uh, it will be at some point. So have have absolutely. You back. But uh, yeah, San Diego. Uh, we're going to be heading to the bus soon, and then we'll be taking the trip home. So about I think thirty odd hours worth of travelling ahead of me. Is that? Until I get back to plucky little old Hobart, but. Uh, them's the breaks of traveling to the other side of the world so Gillian thank you so much it's been such a brief time this morning but I've really appreciated you coming to get me and spending time with you this morning and uh you're going to be the last guest on this video for the rest of it's just going to be me so well you could get the bus driver I could I could I could meet you know somebody hey you never know who you're going to meet remember I just talked about that reach out talk to people because you never know Madonna's going to be on the bus with me hey well maybe not it's Greyhound (laughs) exactly she would be a Greyhound anyway thank you Ben for everything you've always done and uh, signing off from San Diego and Temecula sadly no one famous was on the bus and no Madonna was not on the bus but uh, it was still a lot of fun and clearly if you heard me talking about going to Reality Rally this year this was filmed in 2016 it's 2017 now, people, that's um, obviously in case you 
misunderstood that it was it was always a fun topic of conversation on the brink i would remember at the beginning of every year because i would always pose a question to our listeners at what point do you stop saying happy new year to a person um you know you still get people sometimes saying happy new year throughout january and then perhaps towards february but i i generally would say at least two or so weeks after the new year that's generally when you stop i mean you don't keep saying merry christmas to a person two weeks after christmas so you know differences there i know i said happy new year at the beginning of this episode but i'm just polite all right just that's how I roll. But uh, yes, Gillian, great to hear from her. Great to hear from Nalia. Great to hear from Sierra. Great to hear from John and Chad. And again, we will tag a little bit more about this endless ad that this episode is turning into about the Brink Unleashed 6. But uh, there'll be lots more fun and all that sort of jazz to come when you eventually get to see the whole film. <laughs> more enjoyable segments of... Uh, enjoyed bringing to you the listener uh, on this podcast it makes sense if i enjoy enjoying it uh is the classic clips that we've had from the years in regards to live performances on the brink of course we're on air for a decade plenty of bands came in over the years to perform live for us in studio one of the ones i want to bring to you is a band you might not have heard of uh, i honestly had never heard of them until they did come in the studio a couple of times uh the perch creek family jug band now that in itself is a name willing to sell you music uh they were a group of people, uh, funnily enough, uh, most of them were related to each other, and they kind of played a, a folky style music, but they had really traditional type of instruments, you know, they would play a jug, hence why jug bands in their, their title, they would play like the washboard and just things that you would look at and go, wow, that's going to sound interesting, but together... It just sounded incredible, and they were great singers, they were energetic, and they were fantastic. I want to play a song that they performed on the show. It was called Watch Em Run, and uh, just so entertaining, so much fun. So here is the Perch Creek Family Jug Band with Watch Em Run, performed live on One, the brink. One, two, three, four. I've been working so hard on my life And I've been down the road since I lay down Well, I know I'm gonna get your mustard But I'm going right out this town well, I'm going up this mountain When I get there, my heart's on my
watch them run. Now, as you heard me mention uh, briefly before, I had to return home early from my trip um, to come back for some family matters and basically to, I guess, go into a long story short, as we want to say. Um, Sadly, my mother was sick and I had to return home, obviously, because the news wasn't great. And sadly, a week after I returned home, my mother did pass away. Now, um, outside of obviously, um, personally, how hard and everything along the lines it has been since that, um, she also was a frequent guest on the brink over the years, uh, actually made seven appearances on the show, um, across the years and always was a fun guest to be able to get on the show. And I thought it would be appropriate on this episode to play a couple of highlights from her time uh, on the show uh, throughout her appearances on The Brink. Now, uh, the first clip I would like to play for you today, uh, all the way back from 2011, this was when uh, Peter Wallhead was my co-host in the studio. This was the very first time my mother appeared as a guest on The Brink, and uh, there's not much really I need to say in terms of introducing this. You can listen to this clip for yourself. I... I... And I don't know whether I'm honoured. I'm, I'm all all the above. Well, I'm nervous. I you're, mean, you're having nervous. someone this great in the studio. I, I, I throughout the entire history of this show, we've interviewed so many big names. Yeah, we just can't count them. They'll be we'll be here all day. But I think this would have to be easily up there with the biggest. Definitely, definitely. And easily, probably the hardest interview that I've personally had to do. Yes, maybe the most embarrassing for you potentially. No, nothing she can say will embarrass me. I have great pleasure in introducing Mrs. Kim Waterworth to the brink, who is otherwise known as my mother. Mum, welcome to the show. Morning, Ben. Morning, Pete. How how are you? Thank you for coming in this morning. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. That's good to hear. Now, I I have to ask, um, a lot of listeners out there will be wondering, I know Pete's wondering. He's looking there in anticipation. (laughs) Uh, People sort of ask me and stop me on the street and ask me, why am I such a perfect individual and how am I so great? A lot of people would have to question you as to how you could produce such a, a, a perfect specimen of humankind. So what secrets are there out there to to expected mothers or current mothers to produce such a perfect child? Oh, Ben. Um, <laughs> first of all, I'd like to just tell you the news now that you're actually adopted. Oh, oh. <laughs> I, was, I, I, had, I had that suspicion. <laughs> yes. I, I've always wondered why there have been so many people out there hovering around me wanting to, to give me food. No, actually... Probably why the way you've turned out is because you had good parents. Oh, oh! Look, she's tooting her own horn. That's where I get it from. That's is that. Did did, did you raise me to be this this way in tooting my own horn? No, I didn't. <laughs> now you've listened to this program quite a bit. No, I haven't. No, I haven't. <laughs> you have. Stop lying. Yes, I have. Yes, they're, I have. They're, um, they're, you're at least one of our our three listeners, which is always pr- appreciative. Now, do you have any feedback for, for particularly Peter, because he's kind of new? Uh. <laughs> well, I know it's got nothing to do with you, but your music's pretty... It's great, isn't it? It's good. brilliant. It's really good music. Um, no, I think you're doing a pretty good job. Pretty good job? Pretty good job. That's, that's not good enough for my books. I'd want to be doing a brilliant job, to oh, be brilliant. honest. Oh, brilliant. Definitely brilliant. You yeah, can't yeah. even get my seal of approval from my own mother. <laughs> <laughs> you you have to say good things. Yeah, no, no, no. You're doing a fantastic job. I think you should be um, 
rated 10 out of 10. 10 all, out of 10. All the time. 10 yes. out of 10. Now, Pat, you're sitting next to my mum yeah. over there. Now, you're, you've suited up yes, this yes. morning. Be honest, you suited up for my mother. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Thanks, Pete. <laughs> she, no he knew you were coming in. Yeah, I had to make a good impression. First impression counts. Yeah, first impression, exactly. meeting yeah. the parents meeting and everything. Parents, yeah. You have some new partnership. You've got a, the first impression of meeting meeting the mother. What What are your impressions, Pete? You're doing, you, you know, you, you're comfortable on that side of the fence? I think so. I think so, yes. Yes. Yeah, your mum seems nice. So. Oh, thank you. So far. So. You haven't, you haven't, I don't think you've got to talking to her too much so Well, far. I'm just waiting for the embarrassing baby story from your mum. So. Well, you're, you're, I'm not going to ask my mother embarrassing questions. You're the one who's got to ask my mother embarrassing questions. Go ahead, okay, Kim. <laughs> embarrassing story about Ben. What's your favourite? Mrs. Waterworth to you, by the way. <laughs> um, oh, well, actually, when he was a little boy and he was at school, mm-hmm. he hates me telling this one. I do. All right. <laughs> <laughs> there was a sports carnival and I think he was only about four years old and he was running along the track and all of a sudden he saw me and he stopped and he waved. All the other little kids went past him but he was so cute he had to stop and wave to his mum. Oh. <laughs> she's actually she's actually fabricating that story but I was so far in front that I had the time to stop and wave. Yeah. Um, what else can I say about that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm loving this. This is fun. Um, I'm going to get your mum on next week, Pete. Will she, will she like to come on the program, Mrs. Oh, Wallhead? Probably, I reckon. Yeah. Sorry, Mum. <laughs> <laughs> One thing about when he yeah. interrupts. Um, oh, he's always been a real mummy's boy. <laughs> <laughs> he's only just started to mature as the last couple of years. Really? Yeah. yeah when did yeah. that happen? <laughs> I don't know. It must have happened overnight. Oh. Um, and the potty training stopped a few years ago. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah. We had to, um, yeah, yeah, that was a bit embarrassing, actually. Yeah. It was yeah. good to actually finally take the nappy off yeah. the other year. Um, got a bit, bit, bit sore after a while. Now, as I mentioned, she... I made several appearances over the years, and uh, one of the very first times I remember Sam came on the show, actually, in 2011, had a very memorable appearance. Uh, a couple of the excerpts from that uh, interview with my mum and Sam actually appeared on that year's Best Of, and I want to play a couple of them for you now. First one, just uh, in regards to trying to get Sam and, and mum perked up a little bit in the studio, and it kind of was failing miserably, so... Uh, Methods had to be taken in order to make sure that the studio, uh, the guests in the studio were awake that morning. Well, I'm going to give these to a subject and they've got to basically come up with a, you know, some words themselves. I'll just, that's, it's not original. We stole it off someone else, but that doesn't matter because it, we think it's funny and that's all that matters on this program, isn't it? That's right. Why make new things when you can steal old things? Ex- exactly. Exactly. And I, and I know for a fact that both our listeners will be very happy with it. Both our listeners? Yes. Both mum's fans. Yeah, I had a couple They're of They're falling flat this morning. I had a couple of people message, <laughs> didn't I? Yeah, absolutely. You, you, I, I don't, what, is there something wrong? Am I just not with it this morning? Because they're giving me the most blankest stare. Everything I say, it's like, what are you saying? Hang on a second. Nah, I'm, I'll, I'll, I, I don't, nah, I'll leave. I'll, I'm leaving this studio because it's, it's pathetic. <laughs> All right, Hobart doesn't have to stand for this. You're waking up on a Friday morning. They want entertainment. Yeah. And I'm the only one that can provide it without you two joining in. So I want you, in the count of three, before we go to this music and before we go to the news, to give me a, a big chiming happy hallelujah and, and be with it this morning, all right? Is that, are you two capable of doing that? I'm capable. You're capable. All right. On the count of three. What, do you, what, what, are, what we are we doing? saying? I want you to you say whatever you want 
okay. that it shows that you're with it and you're excited and you're happy. I want you to, to be with it and to prove that anybody can be excited at this time of the morning. Mark Webber will join you because Mark Webber um, is a man who isn't that excitable, but right now he will be. So on the count of three, yep. you're going to join Mark Webber and be excited. One, two, three. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Come on. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and during that morning, you might have mentioned, uh, heard me mention about a segment that we were planning to do. And, well, you're about to hear what we try to do. Essentially, we created a uh, segment that was not original. And basically, we stole it from uh, several other radio shows. And again, I don't really need to say much more. You can listen to this bit to find out what happened. We're going to try this segment. Uh, we haven't come up with a name for it yet. Basically, we've stolen this from a lot of other people uh, because we're lazy. And uh, how it works is I'm going to give these two a subject to talk about, and each of them has to take it in terms of saying a word to try and keep the conversation flowing. Now, I'll do it the first of three points, wins. And uh, the way you lose, the way you gain a point is your other person uh, pauses for too long that I deem too long. And um, as well as uh, you repeat a word, that's not acceptable. Um, and various other means that I will deem on the spot and uh, might rig this competition to see who I want to win. So make it up as you go. <laughs> Pretty much. Now, uh, for those of you playing at home, this is the sound that uh, will happen when you then I deem you are incorrect. So as soon as you hear that sound, you must stop immediately and we and will continue. The room. Oh, exactly. All right. So we both continue. Are you ready to start? Who's going yep. first? Then? I will say Sam can start off. So he can start saying the first word. And mm-hmm. the topic of conversation right now is doing blockies around Hobart wearing wigs. Ready, Sam? Start us off. I love doing blockies on the street wearing wigs. Black ones. With cancelling that one because you said two words. You only meant to say one word. So that's a point to Sam. You gotta say what one word say? at a time. You said black ones. That's two words. All right, Sam on one, Kim on zero. Who's Mum, favourite, you are gonna start off the topic of conversation. Well, hang on, hang on. Make it this topic that... I'm about to get there. Calm down. The topic of conversation is the colour of Kim's hair. Go. My hair is a colour. No! Two paws. All right. I was trying to be polite because I pointed at him. One all. Sam, you've got to start off. The topic of conversation is the Geelong Football Club. Go. Geelong is the stinky. No. <laughs> too long. Kim on two. Sam on one. This for the win. Kimberly Waterworth for the first ever Brink champion in whatever we decide this is called next week. Sam, you can start us off again. The topic of conversation is me. Ben is a hunky fella, spunky, and as sorry. <laughs> oh, but he didn't hear what I said. That's not fair. Well, it doesn't matter. He should have been listening. Sorry. That means, Kim, you are the winner of our first ever segment oh. of This Is. That felt flat, didn't it? Could have, sorry could have been a word. Well, it <laughs> didn't. No. Well, in going to the judges, it didn't make sense in the logic of the conversation. Does it have to make sense? Everything on this show has to make sense. You what, should know what, that. What was the last word I said? I have no idea. I wasn't listening. Could have been <laughs> Sam could have been saying... I could have said has, and you said, and then Sam said, sorry, that. Look, there is no point arguing about it. You've won. Why are you, dis- why are you disputing a, the decision? 
it was a tie. And no, it was a victory to you. Congratulations, Sam. How did you feel about that? Was that a good segment? Oh, I felt it was a little bit unfair. <laughs> it was a good segment. Yes. Oh, I played hard, yeah. Look, you know, the boys did the best. Uh, you know, the nine team. Uh, you know, we'll pull in for next week and uh, put in a bit of effort. Yeah, yeah. Is there... Is there any mechanism to appeal the decision of no, the judge? No, there is no international governing body of this sport. Uh, it has been invented within the last five minutes. Uh, sorry, it's stolen it's from other shows. Um, the last five we will come up with a name and a fancy jingle for it, and no doubt it mm. will take all the world by storm. And uh, mm. we will claim credit for it, make lots of money, and become more famous in getting a bomb put around our neck. But that's how things roll. Does anyone remember that, that time that girl in Sydney had that bomb put around her neck and it was all a hoax? And Yeah, that was, that was a long time. But... Um, yeah, there we go. That's a couple of clips, uh, obviously, from my mum's time uh, on, on the show. And um, it uh, hasn't been exactly easy, as many people could probably imagine. And, um, you know, obviously, there's been part of the reason why there has been a bit of a delay in bringing in these episodes. But um, I just, I personally would like to reach out and say thank you to um many people who have have sent me messages and and um checked in on me and all those sort of things over the time i i know a lot of people who do listen to this show obviously uh have close associations with myself um and many people who are listening to this now are the people who have, have sent me messages and i guess again thank you from the bottom of my heart for everything um it's difficult it still is difficult um, you know, it's only been a month since it happened and clearly it's something that, as anybody would know out there who's had to deal with a, a death, uh, somebody close to you, it's, it's something that you just don't ever want to experience and a lot of things happen along the way that basically make things harder. So, without turning this episode into a completely depressing, uh, episode I, I did want to at least take the time at some point throughout this episode to to kind of have a bit of a tribute to my mother and also um take this opportunity to thank people for things there so i've done that um and moving forward and just hopefully um uh, continuing to bring you a, a product that you enjoyed to listen to so yes thank you again and um from the bottom of my heart it means a lot and uh Mum, if somehow you listen to a podcast from wherever you may be, um, I love you and thank you for the memories that you brought on this show and to my One thing that you definitely know we're not going to forget to bring you in our return is the following segment. Wow, this is news. Now, lots has happened uh, over the course of the months that we haven't been on air and uh, we've got plenty to get to you. One that I is just right up my alley. This is this is completely to do with me. I absolutely love McDonald's Chicken McNuggets. They are the bomb diggity. And a story that uh, emerged um, in the last few weeks about a girl, a 13-year-old girl, reportedly smacked down a gun being held by a boy demanding that they that he, she give him a McDonald's chicken nugget. This is in New York City. Now, the girl told police that the 12-year-old schoolmate first asked her for a McNugget inside McDonald's in New York City's Harlem neighborhood on Tuesday. Actually, this uh, last Tuesday. Um, she declined. He allegedly followed her to a subway station, whipped out a weapon, and held it to her head. Even at gunpoint, the teen refused to hand over even one lump of breaded chicken 
and uh, basically she knocked the gun away and told him to leave her alone. Uh, NYPD spokesperson told the Huffington Post there were numerous witnesses to the report and the police did not recover the gun. The boy has been charged as a juvenile uh, with attempted robbery and will be prosecuted in family court. Now, there's just something about this story. Again, I I love my McNuggets, and if somebody pointed a gun at me and said, Ben, give me your nugget, I'm probably going to do the same. Like, seriously, dude, these nuggets are amazing. You ain't touching it. I really want nuggets right now that I'm talking about them, but yes, that is incredible. That girl is just amazing. She is just brave and awesome. So um, we used to do Ambassador of the Week on this program many years ago. She would easily win that hands down. So, um There you go. Uh, Speaking of weird things, hence this entire uh, segment, there is a video on YouTube that takes 24 hours to watch. Yes, that's right. 24 hours to watch. Uh, YouTuber Mr. Beast sitting down counting to 100,000. And it takes him 24 hours to do this. Now, uh, Mr. Beast has come out and said he only did it because he was bored. Um, and said that it may sound like a tedious prospect, but it has garnered more than 6.5 million views. That is right, 6.5 million people want to sit down and watch Mr. Beast count to 100,000. Now, apparently, he's admitted that he spent a total of 40 hours counting upwards. He sped up certain sections of the video because his editing software caps the limit. At 24 hours. He wrote, This is the most I've ever tortured myself at the beginning of the clip. Um, that is incredible. 100,000. <laughs> that he just went back. Uh, that's incredible. There you go. Uh, so that is what we're up to, basically. Uh, if you are that bored, you can watch 100,000 person count to that. Anyway, moving on. Uh, many people might have seen uh, over the Christmas break... Um, about a person who went to the famous Hollywood sign and changed it, this is on New Year's Day actually, to say Hollyweed. And the person responsible for this, Zachary Cole Fernandez, uh, has actually finally turned himself in and been charged with trespassing. Uh, Now, according to Reuters, uh, Fernandez's attorney was by his side when he was booked for trespassing, a charge that carries a maximum sentence of six months in jail. He was released with a promise to appear in court on February the 15th. Uh, Now, the 94-year-old Hollywood sign was altered at 3 a.m. on New Year's Day to read Holly Weed. Now, at first, the identity of the person was a mystery, but he took credit for it eventually when he was interviewed by perennial journalistic integrity website BuzzFeed. He told them it was just something to smile and laugh out loud about. Just lift their spirits and let them live because 2016 was a crazy year. Uh, Apparently they used $35 worth of tarps to change the sign, a process that took about three hours of work and two months of preparation. Uh, He said to BuzzFeed that they were literally sewing stuff the day of. It was so fun and exhilarating um, and he, Mr. Fernandez said he expected the sign would change, would get, uh, get a reaction locally. He was shocked how big the story was. So <laughs> there you go. That's a good way of cheering up people, I guess. Holly Weed. Uh, all right. Let's, uh, more international one. Now, this is, a from our favorite website, news.com.au. 
Um, it's a story about the world's most insane international borders. Now, there are 193 countries in the world recognised by the United Nations, and out of these, there are some several wacky borders, according to news.com.au. So, one here that they've taken as an example, uh, one that I guess is fairly well known, the demilitarised zone in uh, between North and South Korea, the DMZ, 256 kilometres long, 3.8 kilometres wide, and at one point it was home to the world's tallest flagpole. There you go, 160-metre post on North Korea side that flew a flag that weighed an astonishing 270 kilograms. Now, uh, there's a small joint security area where negotiations can take place, and both sides project propaganda at each other using balloons and giant speakers. Uh, Now, also another unique border, Mount Everest, the summit of Mount Everest. Uh, It's a line that separates China and Nepal, and now since the former invaded Tibet in 1950, climbers who survive the arduous hike can stand in two places at once while they survey the view from the roof of the world. So there you go, I didn't know that. There's a border on top of Mount Everest. Um, very interesting. The border between India and Bangladesh, there is an enclave in an area in the country completely surrounded by another country. And the Dala Kagraba, an Indian enclave, is surrounded by a Bangladeshi enclave, surrounded by another Indian enclave located in Bangladesh. Um, quite incredible, really. Uh, another one here that they've got reference to, Italy. Uh, The most famous being Vatican City, a self-governing state, of course, within the city of Rome. On the other side of the country is San Marino, which is a mountainous micro-state that's one of the world's oldest republics, famous for its medieval walls and narrow narrow cobblestone streets. Very interesting. I know San Marino, of course, when they used to have the San Marino Grand Prix, which actually wasn't in San Marino, they just called it that. Uh, 175 points around the world... Uh, there are borders that intersect at a quadra point. So, obviously, four countries coming together. Uh, there's this One of the such places uh, is in Africa. Zambia, Namibia, Zimbabwe, and Botswana meet perfectly. However, experts say it's technically two tri-points with a 150-metre gap in the middle. Um, and they close out this article by saying one of the craziest border in history was the divide between West and East Germany in the fallout of World War II. Berlin, the capital, fell into East Germany, but a wall divided the city in two, making West Berlin an enclave of West Germany. Of course, the wall was pulled down in 1989. Having read that article now, I actually see that is kind of not weird and wacky. It's more educational, and it's kind of pointless. So thank you, news.com.au, for once again wasting time of my life and our listeners as well um let's let's close it out with um people who are planning to do things in 2017 you might be wondering hey cool there's lots to do this year what can i do um here's some ideas for you some weird festivals happening in 2017 according to the sun newspaper and this is follow i'll give you and give you the dates for this one uh if you're in south korea in july between the 21st and 30th, you can go to the Mud Festival. Uh, so basically, the Boryong Festival takes place every July in Dachon Beach, a three-kilometer stretch of perfect white sand on the country's southwest coast. The mineral-rich mud supposedly has healing and cosmetic properties, so thousands of tourists and locals of all ages flock to the festival for mud baths, mud massages, mud painting, mud football, and of course, mud wrestling. Uh, visitors, can try the marine mud training course while those looking for something a little more chilled can relax in the mud massage zone. Uh, And of course, besides that, there's plenty of music to go along. So that's kind of cool. Here's one that's, I guess, right up a lot of people's alley. Um, The Goat Throwing 
Festival in northern Spain. And this is actually kind of soon. It's next week, January 23rd. The tiny village of Manganeses uh, de la Polvoroso, clearly my Spanish has very much approved since I went to Mexico in the province of Zamoro, has this festival every January. Now, traditionally bring begins when young men tossing a live goat from the top of a 15-metre church bell fry into the crowd below. Hopefully, they catch the, the, the goat, there's no guarantee that they will, before parading it through the streets. The custom supposedly began when a legendary goat, which fed the local poor with its milk, fell out of the tower but landed safely. Before you panic, it's not a real goat. Alright, there you go. Until 15 years ago, a real animal was used to replicate the fall, but now, after a couple of misses and increased pressure from the activists, a replica is thrown. I love that. Only 15 years ago, increased pressure. Oh, guys, we might drop the goat. Um, yeah, clearly that would happen. Uh, wow, this one's fun. February 18, head to Japan for the Naked Festival. Now, it's a religious event. Uh, up to 10,000 grown men in loincloths, oh, damn, they're not actually naked, battle to grab two lucky sticks thrown out a window by a priest. Anything goes at night time. Celebration at the Sajidi Temple in Okayama. It is held on the third Saturday in February. The festival celebrates the blessings of bountiful harvest, prosperity, and fertility. The sticks themselves are considered sacred talisman and grant uh, a year of health, wealth, and happiness to whoever can grab one and hang on to it. Well, there you go. That's kind of nice. Uh, this one's well known. Uh, the Gloucestershire Cheese Rolling Festival held in May, uh, bank weekend, uh, bank holiday weekend in the UK. Thousands of people head to the West Country to watch competitors chase down the insanely steep Cooper's Hill Gloucestershire four kilogram wheel of double Gloucestershire which is given a one-second head start on the runners, can reach speed of up to 113 kilometres on its descent. Uh, there are always spectacular falls and injuries, and, um, yeah, it's pretty cool. I've seen it on the news before. The Fight Fiesta in Bolivia, May 7th. Um, it's a, usually a bad form to punch your neighbour, but in the Bolivian city of Macha, its surrounding villages, it is encouraged during Tinku. Now, it's a kind of Andean fight club. The 600-year-old festival involves thousands of men drinking homemade spirits then brawling in the street. Rocks are commonly thrown as well as fists. Death is not uncommon during the raucous drunken festival, but those who survive without serious injury celebrate afterwards an enormous feast, live music, and elaborate traditional dances. So basically, let's go punch the shit out of each other, possibly die, but if you don't die, let's all get pissed and eat lots of food. Kind of just sounds like a Collingwood game, if you ask me. Uh, all right, let's go back to Japan for the Festival of the Steel Phallus. Wow, this is in Kawasaki. Um, and, yeah, obviously it's Kawasaki's known for its motorbikes, but it's also known apparently for a giant metal penis. Every April, the town hosts the Kanemara Matsuri, or as I mentioned before, the Festival of the Steel Phallus, which marks its 40th anniversary this year. There you go. The Phallusine Parade celebrates the legend of a woman who outwitted a demon inside her vagina. Dick radishes and lifelike lollipops are on hand if you get peckish, while revelers are encouraged to get on their knees before gigantic inflatable pink, orange, and black phalluses. Never in my life did I ever think I would utter the sentence, a parade celebrates the legend of a woman who outwitted a demon inside her vagina. I think that is where we will leave that today. Um, yeah, you can hear the music. Well, this is news once again. Welcome back to The Brink. I've already technically brought you a bunch of these already this episode, but uh, I'm going to press the button anyway. This is like a dream. And we're going 
going to have a flashback. Now, I wanted to play this clip for you uh, during one of the episodes when I travelled, but uh, unfortunately, due to time constraints and things that happened, and I guess me, quote, enjoying myself, I didn't get around to doing this uh, clip for you. Now, when I went to Canada, experienced a week in Montreal, Ottawa, and Winnipeg, uh, plenty of fun, love Canada, great country, you know, outside of Australia, probably my favourite country in the world. But um, back in 2010, uh, during the Vancouver Winter Olympics, we sort of were there, kind of, and had plenty of guests on to celebrate the then Winter Olympics. So uh, let's hear a bit of a clip of 2010 and the time that the Canadian Governor-General and Prime Minister entered our studio. It is a privilege right now. We've been given the hurry up. We thought we had a time constraint when we had Will Hodgman on the show. This is different. We've got, we've got, well, I was going to say royalty. Not really, sort of. But uh, joining us now here in the Brink. She represents royalty. Live in Vancouver on the downtown Live City site. It is an absolute honour and privilege to be joined by, I believe, the 21st, have I, no, 22nd Prime Minister of Canada, Stephen Harper, and the current, the current Governor General. What's going on? Stop pointing at people. It's rude in front of the Prime Minister. Where's which, um, where's the Prime Minister? It's, I, the Prime Minister is here with me. Oh, okay. And the Governor General. Can you not see? Hello there. Hi, boys. Oh, oh, hey, you're playing music for me. That's, that's American. I know, sir. Sorry. Stephen Harper, Prime Minister of Canada, thank you for your time. Anthony was getting confused because he couldn't recognise you with your uh, orca whale hat. The best sight, you know. And the fact that you fly with the wings of the mighty Thunderbird. Oh, eh, hey, that's fine. Look, you know, we, we like to fly with these here in Canada. It's great to be here in, in Vancouver for the games. And I really, a eh, like to talk about this sort of stuff. <laughs> well, uh, Matt is laughing at your hat, and Anthony is just looking. Anthony, are you going to introduce? I didn't realise how um, strong your accent was, <laughs> it's Mr. Ama- Prime Minister. Oh, hey, you know it's it amazing. We 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 like to sort of you know come up with these things at this time. You know, I don't want to sound like I normally do, eh? Because we're in the Olympics, the world's here in Canada, Anthony. Eh? You know, it's it's a boot time. It came back, and it's just it's amazing to be here. Thank you, sir. Um, Anthony, are you going to introduce the Governor-General? Yes, she's going the, to sit um, there. The, um, the, the Governor-General of Canada. Herself, <laughs> the Honourable Her Excellency, Michelle Jean. Michelle. Hello, it is me, it is uh, Michelle, how are you? Oh, look, it's an honour to have you on the show. You're looking very glowing and radiant. In thank this. you, but uh, you are only human and you're not. Oh, thank you very much. Now, um, you and I go way back, uh, Michelle, before. Yes, uh, that is right. My voice is just gone up also because, uh, <laughs> because I realise that uh, I am Canadian and uh, I think it is very important for me to... Um, Speak as a woman. Oh, hey, I know what you mean, eh? Oh, shut up, Stephen. You go over the corner. We haven't spoken to you for a bit there. But, uh, Michelle, the world is coming to Canada. How is this feeling for you, being the Governor-General? Uh, je suis très fier, which means I am very proud of it, because uh, uh, as a French-Canadian, I think that uh, for us to be here in such world stage platform, I think it is great. Oh, hey, I totally agree with that one, Michelle. I'm, I'm Stephen Harper again, and I'm just loving the fact that you boys are so funny. And I just cannot stop laughing. And Matt, you're, are you Matt Stevenson, eh? Stephen, I'm just uh, wondering whether you have Scottish grandparents or... <laughs> well, no, a lot of people talk about that with me on... <laughs> Torque. 
I'm going to cut him off there because he Tory? spat all over the microphone and it is frozen on my nose. All right, Stephen, I don't care if you're the Prime Minister, you're going over there. We've, we we calm Kevin Rudd down with a stick and John Howard, ugh, don't talk about what we used to do to you him. No double dissolution time for him, I think. Oh, hey, I, I don't. Hello, uh, Michelle, I you didn't return my calls, eh, the other night. You are dead to me now. No, no, look, eh, no, look, I, you've got to open the games tomorrow, but we need to come up with this sort of for Canada. Oh, Canada? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. not German. No. This is, we disagree. Look, I, this isn't political platform. We've already had our soapboxes from our Liberal candidates. Matt, do you have a question for the Prime Minister or Governor General? Oh, for Michelle here. I'm just wondering, uh, obviously we've come over here from uh, Hobart. We're, we're aiming to get the 2020 Olympics down to Hobart. Would you be able to give us a reference to uh, the IOC as well after this? Obviously, we're wonderful people. I can do... Shut up, Stephen. The Governor-General is talking. Sorry. Uh, that is all right. Uh, I'm used to him, so I tell, I hit him all the time. You shut your mouth, E! <laughs> that was... Oh. What are you talking about, E? I, I <laughs> a good impersonation, Michelle. Well done. Well, I am French. Sorry, yes, Canadian. answer the question, please. Uh, what was the question? Oh, that... That is right. Uh, Jacques Rogg and I are very good friends. He comes here a lot, uh, uh, especially for the Olympic uh, Winter Games. So it is uh, very fun for us. Uh, I will speak to him. I will say, Hawk Hogg wants you, and uh, you should want Hawk Hogg, and you will have the Olympic Games in uh, 2020. Now, look, we're nearly I am sounding very uh, manly right now because I am... Uh, I am you had some wheat picks. Woman. You have, have, we gave you some wheat, Australian food. I am food. a wheat picks kid. Yes. I now, love your Australian <laughs> food. <laughs> Before we, we're going to wrap things up in just a second. Don't worry, Stephen. I'll get to you in a second. Um, now, uh, you've, you've got to open the games tomorrow, Michelle. Have yeah, you been uh, practicing yes. your speech? Are you nervous? Yes, but uh, the trouble is I have to speak in French and English. Uh, lady voice. Um, it is uh, very fun. I am very... Yes, no, I'm looking forward to it very much. Uh, it will be good. And uh, Stephen, um, are you are you disappointed that you don't get to open the games? I know there was a you know a bit of back during the Olympics in Sydney. People thought that uh, Johnny Howard should have opened the games, but they got the Governor General. What are your thoughts on this? Oh, hey, look, you know, I don't really care to be honest. I mean, it's just it's it's part of the office, eh? You know, she's she's higher. She knows the Queen. She has connections. You know, you know, I, I once saw Barack Obama in the street, but nobody seems to care about that, eh? But uh, you know. <laughs> They know what they're doing about stuff and uh, stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it consistent. All right, what are you talking about? He's, I've pushed him away. Look, Stephen Harper, Prime Minister of Canada, thank you for your time. Oh, that's fine. Eh? Enjoy your time here in Vancouver and uh, go Canucks. No, let's not go Canucks. Go the Flames. Thank you. And uh, Anthony and the Governor General, Michelle, thank you for your time. You're here. very welcome. And I'm, I hope you have a very good time in uh, Canada. I, I hope we do too. We're going to go back to the music. God, that segment was awful. Listening back onto that now, seven years later didn't actually seem that bad so how minds change in seven years i bet you thought we would forget about playing forget the lyrics but you know what no we're not going to because i love playing them you love hearing them what's not to love one of the most favoritest ones ever that i think we ever did again was towards the end uh 2014 dakota was in studio and many people would remember that we were obsessed with the song blue by eiffel 65 Second greatest song in the history of music. Uh, in 2015, we set out the goal to play it 100 times on air throughout the year. And considering we only lasted a year, uh, a month, I should say, we somehow squeezed it in. And, of course, we eventually would go on to uh, interview the lead singer of Eiffel 65. So that worked out well. Jeffrey J. Hello, Jeffrey, if you are listening. But this is Dakota and myself doing Forget the Lyrics, singing it to Blue. And if memory serves me correct- correct- correctly... 
there we go. If I, this is why we're not on air. I don't know how to speak properly. We were singing about a hole in the roof in the studio, in the Edge Radio studio. So uh, let's go back to 2014 and listen to Dakota and myself get a little blue. There's a hole in the roof above my head in the Edge Radio studio. There's wires sticking out of it and cables too. I'm slightly scared that I could get it zapped. Die and fry and convulse on the floor My brains would fall out And then my arm would cut itself And go on the floor So let's hope that doesn't happen Hole in the roof at Edge Hole in the roof at Edge Radio Studios in Hobart Hole in the roof I could get electrocuted and die There's a hole in the roof at Edge Hole in the roof in Edge Hole in the roof at Edge Radio Hole in the roof Dakota came up with this topic for forget the lyrics You work on the keyboard, brilliant, Dakota. Thank I didn't even you. see you with the synthesizer and. Thank you very much. Really good. I have a radio show on edge. The studio is at the UTAS campus. In Sandy Bay, there is a ceiling above me. I get so scared with a hole in the roof There could be an alien up there Even a creature with lots of hair Those cables sticking out could kill it They could fall down and put me in the beep I could be dead on the air With a creature made of hair Hole in the roof It could hurt me, yes it could, yes it could The aliens could kill me It's nearly time To change to Dakota Leary To sing about holes in roof Holes in roof in head It could kill us both There could be dead air On the studio chair It's over to Dakota I'm really bad at this segment. Oh, see, I'm really bad at it. I can't figure anything out. I'm really bad because I'm just, I can't do it because I'm just really bad. I'm just seriously, seriously bad. A hole, there's a hole in the roof above Bear's head. There's an alien up there, a hairy beast like Paul that comes on Tuesdays and stuff and he sings about stuff. Oh wait, but he shaved his beard off and he looks really different I noticed that he smiles There's a hole in the roof and there's wires sticking out Ben can get zapped and I'll take over the show And that's the end Wow, I had a big, um, I had a big roll in that That was, I had a huge roll That was good Just like life Oh, that song. So good. That, forget lyrics, so good. And that segment, so good. We didn't bring it to you on the last episode because it was kind of a higgledy-piggledy one. But we brought it to you this episode. It's been a array of emotions on uh, the 2017's first episode of The Brink. And you know that there's going to be more of those coming this year and, again, maybe even new ones. Who knows? (laughs) 
All right, you've heard me tag it. You've heard me advertise it enough throughout this episode. So let's give it a plug to close things out. The Brink Unleashed 6 is coming your way. It is the film of my trip. Now, people who, again, are long-term listeners of this show, followers of the program, would know that generally whenever I go away somewhere, I film it and I make a movie out of it. Now, we call it the Brink Unleashed series back in 2007 when we did the very first one. It was Anthony and myself. We travelled to various places on the mainland of Australia created a film, we called it The Brink Unleashed because we were unleashed from Hobart and we were sent away. There have been obviously five movies in total. This will be the sixth one. And I'm going to put it out there, tooting my own horn, this is the most proudest I think I've been of any of these films. It is the longest by far, goes for about three hours and ten minutes. But uh, I think it's easily watchable. It's not kind of boring. So I feel you'll enjoy it. Now, we will be releasing this in its entirety on YouTube on Australia Day. That, of course, is January 26th for those listening outside of Australia who have no idea when the fuck Australia Day is. That is when it will be. And I've uh, meticulously edited it to fit YouTube standards so that you can actually watch it with all the copyrighted music that we use. We, of course, have released trailers in the lead-up to this. We've released two trailers and uh, I like to make trailers and base them off famous trailers. Now, there was a great trailer, saying the word trailer a lot here, uh, last year for the movie Suicide Squad, and it was related to Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. If you want to experience this properly, head to our YouTube channel and watch this. Uh, it's also on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash The Brink Radio Show. But I'll play the audio extracted from this trailer, at least right now, so you can kind of get a vibe, hear a bit of clips here and there from the journey. So let's just uh, briefly hear that now. Is this the real life? I'm officially inside a sheep in New Zealand. That just happened. Is this just fantasy? <laughs> so messy here. in a landslide. No escape from reality. I'm just keeping the lid on it. On the way to another country. We survived. Welcome to Virginia. Virginia is like vagina. Mr. Obama, if you're watching, do not deport me. I'm having the tongue alive. The chips were good. That's... I don't know. Anyway. Clean the kernel up a bit. Come on.
Perfect. Uh, T-Bird, you heard her in the last episode of our podcast, getting a bit excited, singing along there. Survivor fans would get that reference, of course, as well. Is another trailer up uh, online uh, related to the trailer for Logan, the new X-Men movie coming out this year as well. So check that out. We will release a third trailer this coming Saturday to enjoy before the full film next week. And no doubt we'll talk a little bit more about that on the next episode. And if you've never seen any of the Brink Unleashed films, you have no idea what the hell I'm talking about. If you do head to our YouTube channel, all of them have been uploaded. They have been altered to fit on YouTube so that they can be played without being muted or changed or anything along those lines, as well as all the original trailers. So if you want to go back and start with the very first Brink Unleashed, watch Anthony and myself hit the mainland, feel free to do that one. Uh, I think they get better from number two. Number one's kind of boring, I'm going to be honest. Number two uh, is where things get changed up a little bit. That was my very first trip overseas when I headed to the US and Canada. Brink Unleashed three and four, Sam and myself heading to Malaysia for both uh, the Malaysian Grand Prix and Australian Grand Prix. And number four is kind of a bit of fun because it's not more of a a narrative. It's kind of got a bit of a plot line to it and you can witness some incredibly terrible acting by Sam and myself. And uh, Brink Unleashed five, of course, uh, last year, my journey to the States and Canada as well. Bit of fun there. Tied in with Survivor Oz a little bit there as well. So, uh, yeah, head to our easiest way, facebook.com forward slash the Brink Radio Show. We link everything up there. You can head there and check that out and you can see all the Brink Unleashed there and link and just have a whole bunch of fun. We're looking forward to bringing you that film and we are looking forward to bringing you another episode coming your way hopefully a lot sooner than two months later we will strive to bring you at least one a week maybe even more who knows we've got lots to catch up on as well as new content hopefully get some actual guests in here to talk about things along the way too very much looking forward to that and there will be some more exciting news heading up with other podcast related activities hopefully in the coming weeks if you're a fan of 007 which of course is one of our sister shows on James Bond a couple of new episodes have been posted on there so check that out Uh, Survivor Oz pretty much obviously not on at the moment but uh, we'll be posting some video content and that on our page there as well but again as I said more exciting news to be announced in relation to podcasts coming your way soon uh, on an entire network essentially you could say related to things as well so uh, very excited for that best way to stay up to date with this show of course The Brink head to iTunes search for The Brink subscribe to us you will get these episodes direct to your device to your computer however you do get these episodes remember please leave us feedback rate us if you hate us tell us if you love us tell us we want to know uh and of course if you don't use itunes and you use another subscribed service then you can find our uh our subscription link that's what i'm trying to say then on our facebook page which i've tagged like 500 times already facebook.com forward slash the brink radio show subscribe there and again big thanks to wooshka our podcast server great guys there if you're looking to start a podcast at all use wooshka they're completely free you can house your episodes there and it's great analytics everything it's fantastic and i know that's not how you say that word we'll be back as i mentioned thanks for tuning in it's great to be here in 2017 great to have you back on board with us we're looking forward to a big year big stuff coming your way and as always thank you very much keep sucking those oranges hobart and good night <laughs>